Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered. Episode 158. 158, buddy. Woohoo! Yeah, what's going on? Nothing much, man. I've been doing, I've been painting every day for the most part. Okay, okay. This week's a little rough, but trying to get the lunch thing down, so. <laughs> lunch painting. Yeah, and then. Lunch, the Daily Stonehorn. I've been fucking bogged down on the Daily Stonehorn. <laughs> the fur went really fast as I expected it would. Uh-huh. Sort of saved a little bit of fur for. <laughs> For the end, so you know it was always there. He had a little easy step at the end, but... Yeah, I tried to do some... I went over and did it all, and then I went and started adding a bunch of inks to it to kind of filth it up, and Mm -hmm. different layers of inking and dry brushing. I wanted it to look dirty on the underbelly, Mm -hmm. and then cleaner and lighter as it goes up, like the sun's just been beating down on it. It's coming along, though. I got the first base coat done on the skin, which... That was... My base coat of the skin, I inked it and then I started highlighting it I got one highlight level done and I'm just like ugh I was like two hours right, so you just, did it all at yeah. the entire skin structure so I haven't fucking gone back to it for a few mm. days now because I'm just fucking ugh. seems like you need to, to trim it down a bit maybe mm. maybe a leg one. just just a hoof I was gonna do the hoof and then send out a hashtag <laughs> just paint the foot <laughs> yeah, just, but just the foot baby I got lazy I was like ugh okay so uh, I've been working on that. I really miss doing the Infinity stuff. When it's six, six, eight hours, you're done with the whole model. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though the first seemed to go fast, I probably have six to eight hours in just the fucking fur. So I'm getting there, though. I've been, I had to do lists are due for Holy Havoc today, so I got to submit Holy my lists for that. Shit. So I've been working with Chris on that. We got our shit nailed down. I think. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We're gonna do destruction. I got the O goals, and he's got. Green skins, so. the old rucks. Yeah, I think he's got mostly goblins. Cool. When, when is that? Have it coming up early November. Mm, like a month nice. away now. That's the uh, team Torney. Does the Stonehorn need to be done? For no, that? you wisely did not include it. I do need to list. <laughs> have we need some kind of like team character model on a forty mil? So I think I'm going to rebase something onto a forty mil. Uh-huh. I don't know what yet. Maybe the fire belly would be a cool choice. But I want to add a goblin or some kind of green skin theme to it as well. So I should probably start working on that if I'm ever going to get that done. So mm-hmm. I got that's on the list. I've been really distracted by working on this fucking hot rod project. I started, mm-hmm. which not only has been a time sink, but it's so been a, it's a new hot rod financial drain. Yeah. I've been doing video diaries of the, oh, of the project. I, I put maybe up, I saw one, put them up on Twitter, but if you're not really interested in car stuff, it's probably not too interesting, but if you are, it's probably a field day. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been doing that, fucking learning how to weld. I have been building That's a right. rotisserie. How's the eyes? They're looking good, yeah. nice and healthy. Yeah, I got the I got the proper welding mask. <laughs> you know what? The batteries start dying in the welding mask. It's one of those that's you could see through it, but if bright light hits it, it instantly uh-huh. shifts to fucking dark, so you don't hurt your eyes. And if it stops shifting to dark on you, you know, it's time to put new batteries in it. Oh wow! <laughs> so. Interesting. Electrical power. Wow. It's just got battery to it, yeah. We're living in the future. Yeah. But if you like if you're working and you look outside the garage door into the sunlight, then it goes dark on you and you can't mm-hmm. see shit. So. Did you uh use them to look at the uh clips, John? 
I did use a welding mask to look at the eclipse, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Which was a pretty cool idea. So Someone brought one to Sentry, so it wasn't mine. But mm-hmm. uh, What else? I don't know. I've been doing all kinds of shit. I base-coated my Zangor skin and my Acolyte, Carrick Acolyte. I'm trying to do the color scheme samples for the Zinch Army. Mm-hmm. So I did that as an effort to do something other than this fucking Stonehorn. <laughs> so the new Games Workshop paint app which you can get on your phone is really fucking awesome yeah highly recommend this what, what's good about it well, I don't, I don't you can understand. inventory your paint so you know exactly what you have first off so you don't when you because just one click reordering is that available i don't i don't think you can order through there but i always end up going to the game store and looking through the paints and i never buy anything because i never know what the fuck i have yeah but once you have it on your phone you know exactly what you have so you don't even have to fuck around with it you just pull it like okay i I'm looking at the blues. This one looks good. Do I have it? No. Okay. And then, so I picked up a bunch of like greens and turquoises, mm-hmm. and various shades to do the skin tones in. And then some fella threw, someone mailed in this. I have it up here. It's called the ethnic skin tones PDF, which he pulled from somewhere, but effectively has like every skin tone of human starting with really dark and going all the way to albino. And it's really cool. Cause it just shows you like the five or six shades that are in this picture of this person. So there's like mm-hmm. a picture of a dude or a woman, and then here's all the shades in their skin tones. So it's really fucking awesome D- for... These are all using GW paints? No. Okay. I don't know what... I think, I think I've seen that then, yeah. It's a really awesome... Like uh, Asian skin tones. ...thing to have, yeah. So I'm, in, I'm trying the Karak Acolytes. I'm going to do all their accoutrements and their skirt thing and all the metals really bright and light. So I want to do the skin tone dark... Um, mm-hmm. So I've been futzing around with that, but this ethnic skin tones guide has been super helpful. If anybody wants it, hit me up. I'll I'll mail it out to you. You could probably find it with just a Google search too. But mm-hmm. um, super fucking handy. So I've been I was able to go down and buy a bunch of different shades of flesh and brown tones to try and make this happen as well. So it's an experiment, but it's a nice distraction from the Stonehorn. And I <laughs> I knew that project was going to take fucking forever. So. <laughs> I have to go back and look at when I... Because the first thing I yeah. painted was the little shield that goes on the back of it. So I could look at when I finished that. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be like nine months or something. Excellent. Anyway, so I've been bogged down in that too. So. Anyways. Mm-hmm. I've been busy though. I've been nerding Sounds a lot. Sounds like it. I, I got some other stuff to talk Total about. Total War 2, John. What's that? Total War 2. Warhammer. I did not buy Total War 2. I... I will talk about it later during okay. my current obsessions, so we'll just skip that for <laughs> skip now. But for now, what have you been up to in the hobby? Oh, John, not too much. Is <laughs> uh, one podcast member gets a lot done; the other naturally must <laughs> slide into laziness. Yeah, while I wax, uh, yeah, it's been pretty busy September. Lost a weekend to wedding stuff, standing up in one. And we had our anniversary weekend. We're doing some bathroom tiling shit. And then there was a pack of stuff at the start of the month. Working on a professional certification right now. So not too much in the hobby world. You're going to get like a insurance certification? Yeah. yeah. INS Sounds, 24, 25? Uh, nah, I'm not going to bother with that piddly shit. <laughs> going straight to the top. Something that will actually get you some more CPCU, cash. yeah. But... Uh, the Byzantine Infantry was finished. I was waiting for my gripping B shit to arrive, and it actually finally arrived. Yeah. So that's good now. Uh, so I'm going to be 
getting my Saga guys into a playable force. Tentatively, my plan was to finish them for a Renegade Open. That's mid-November. So everything's assembled, so I just have to paint it. But yeah, uh, I need to drill down and actually figure out what I need to paint for that because I built way more than I actually need to use. So a normal game's like six points, and I probably have like 10 or 11 points fully assembled right now. So got to figure that out. But that's basically it, trying to get into the groove again here. Mm. Just paint the foot, dude. Just the foot. <laughs> well, I made the mistake of just assembling everything at once, which makes sense. But Ooh. then there's like 50 models staring at you. That's why I only like, well, what are you going to do? Two Zangors and one Acolyte. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so not intimidating at all. Once again, yeah. Comparing to Infinity. Where you can build a guy, paint him. Yeah. Or if you build your whole little box set, you know, that's like four dudes. Yeah. And so, you're good to go. Uh huh. So I want to use the airbrush too. So I got to figure out what the, exactly the best way to maximize those airbrush gains are. Mm. But that's about it. Yeah. No daily painting for me right now. Yeah. I finished up my back tattoo. 35 oh, miserable yeah. hours of that. So. Yeah. You're like done, right? With the back, yeah. I got my legs wide open, too. So I put that shit up on Twitter, and some guys... I got, like, two or three DMs and one a couple of, like, questions on Twitter, and one guy just started trashing me based on some controversial tattoos uh. from the past. So, <laughs> so, yeah. I got some... I do have some tattoos slated for removal and cover up here. Uh, Rest okay. assured, I wasn't marching at Charleston, gang. <laughs> I did have some uh, sordid years back in my uh-huh. in my teenage years, yeah. but, uh, and still bear some of those scars and tattoos. Your uh, khaki pants with the white polo shirt <laughs> and uh, make America great again. Yeah, no, no, so anyways, not, not in the collection. One of these days, I do have a few. I pretty much have a whole forearm that needs to be. Stripped clean and retattooed. So. Interesting. It's on the list now that the back's done. Mm-hmm. Plus all this political controversy, <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer to avoid since yeah. it all just disgusts me. Obviously, I might have to reprioritize some of these things. But uh, okay, but yeah. What uh, we did have an email of the week. Oh boy. So Luke Nickel wrote in. I don't think he's any relation to Ryan Nickel. <laughs> but uh, upset about Adepticon 2018 not having any Ninth Age events. So he's hopeful that we might use the power of the airwaves to express some solidar- solidarity with fellow gamers who are being forced out of the community event that we all look forward to. So apparently there just isn't enough table space for Ninth Age mm-hmm. at Akon. A little questionable, but... <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm indifferent. Like, if you guys want a Ninth Age event, I mean, it sucks that there's nothing there. And if somebody contacted them, and was like, "Hey, I'll run this event," and they're like, mm, "No." Maybe yeah. Political. Speaking of politics, that might be some politics. But I think it it benefits GW to have Ninth Age, right? Because people are buying their fucking models and. Yeah. So there is. I would that. say that, but I don't. I would also say I don't think they look at it that way. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think they really care. Why would you? Uh-huh. This is. It benefits them, but it, like the ninth age community, I don't know the size of it, but I assume it's smaller than the AOS community significantly. So, so if you fucking dudes want an event, like rent a ballroom in the hotel next door and hold your fucking event, dude. Like, mm. 
Yeah, uh, instead of like that's, that, a good, that's what good I point, recommend. Actually, it sucks you get fucking squeezed out if you really want to play and you're gung ho. So then your options are AOS or nothing or forty you know, k mm-hmm. or whatever. But fucking have your shit, dude. Don't let them. Don't let their lack of interest and fucking desire to let you play keep you from playing man if you got a community of 20 30 guys you know a tournament will go over pick a spot hold a tournament and if you want to hang out with the gang after tournament come to fucking where acon's happening mm-hmm. don't even bother buying an acon badge because you won't fucking need one <laughs> you're not playing anything. that's true i mean you could i mean there's people staying at those hotels anyways yeah because acon's full you you save you the people who are playing like a ton of money if they're not going to sign up for acon they're going to save them 40 bucks for a badge and then the Akon tournaments are outrageously priced anyways. Mm. Don't really kick anything back to the players. I didn't even see that yet. I haven't even signed up. Well, they're always, you know, like the team tourney, 40 bucks or yeah. whatever and everything. And so not a lot of that filters down to the players. So you could probably have a kick-ass yeah. event going Side on event. at a nearby <laughs> hotel. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting idea. It does seem weird that they, wouldn't they say that. they don't, don't have any room when, you know, this is like the premier miniature convention and it's it's growing growing every year (laughs) and there's stuff in the halls and you know they definitely want more games so yeah it does seem weird some some shenanigans going on but yeah that's an interesting point about a competing event in a nearby hotel yeah keep you down dude (laughs) yeah i'm sure you generate some interest because like people would be staying in that hotel and they're like wait what the fuck's going on here like Oh, and cool, yeah. If, the, they, if there's a community for it, like people will show up and play, so there you go. Yeah, and then if people want to do like pickup gaming and stuff, you know, they, they're they sure they prefer just to stay at their hotel right? anyway, so you probably get a pretty good buzz going in that room, get some good exposure. Interesting, interesting thoughts there. So, anyways, okay. give it a go. If you decide to set up an event, let me know. I'll, yeah, I'll shout it out we'll, for we'll you. We'll shout it out. So that's the email of the week. Thanks for writing in, Luke. No relation to Ryan. <laughs> it's actually spelled different. So. Uh-huh. Okay. What do we got for an event of the week, buddy? Uh, we can talk a little pack of stuff. If what? Want. That's Not crazy. too much going on. So about 80, 90 sign-ups so far. Mm-hmm. Typical type stuff. Okay. The uh, I think there's a little bit of room in almost everything. The Infinity stuff is always a late bloomer, so... There's plenty of space for the Infinity. We are adding uh, Mr. Relly in there. Brad's going to be running some Shade Spire stuff mm, in the okay. evening on Friday. You know, formal announcement may or may not have gone out at the time of this recording, <laughs> being uh, released. But the uh, yeah, the Shade Spire stuff looks looks pretty interesting. What do you think, the Shade Spire, John? I haven't even seen anything. So. <laughs> That's like the it's played Silver on like tower. a hex or a grid. No, oh, okay. it's a player versus player game. Okay, it uses AOS style models. It looks like those little box sets. the The plastics are interesting because they're all like red or blue. Okay, so they come with a certain color. Sure, and then looks like there's little cards and stuff like that. So it's meant to be like a really competitive version of the game you just play with you know, it looks like three to ten models maybe i haven't done too much investigation but i'm keen on checking it out at wapaka yeah okay my AOS interest isn't isn't great but that might be a good way to keep a little pinky toe in the action and paint up a few models that i like 
from time to time without mm-hmm. having to go in on a full army. I take a look at that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that will run you five bucks if you want to sign up. But the packa is running strong. Five bucks? <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> mad. Well, John, you can always at a neighboring hotel start a competing <laughs> Shade Spire event. Only two, only two dollars eating competition next door. <laughs> Well, a pack of grits eating competition. <laughs> well, a pack of grits. That would be awesome. All right. What, uh, what have you been reading? Well, I got a lot of shit here, buddy. All right. So reading-wise, I've been on the fifth age Dragonlance still, so I finished Dawning of a New Age. It wasn't as good as the original stuff, but it continues the story, and it's a whole slice of the section of the story that I missed as a youth. I think I mentioned that before. but So I read Dawning of a New Age. And now I'm reading Day of the Tempest, which are the Damon Grimwolf stories. Pretty fucking solid. Nah, I don't know. Somehow not as great as the other stuff, but still really good. It's worth reading. So if you haven't ever gotten mm-hmm. into that, I recommend it. And then I read Biocentrism, which is a really fucking Sounds interesting... Like a... It's a nonfiction, like, tries to prove that if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, it really doesn't make a noise. It talks about... Talks a lot about physics and some in-detail physics uh-huh. things like quantum entanglement and... The power of crystals, John? No. <laughs> no power of crystals. So it talks, goes into physics and talks, tries to use physics as an angle to explain some of his other concepts and about biocentrism and what it exactly is. But effectively, none of this shit really exists without conscious beings here to experience it is what it comes down to it was, it was like 180 pages i got it from the library mm-hmm. definitely worth a read really interesting book so check out biocentrism if you have any interest in anything i just said <laughs> and then i've been rereading one of my all-time favorite books by t.h white the once and future king which is a myth of king arthur really fucking mm-hmm. good so if you've never read that and you're into fantasy check that fucking shit out it's really really fucking good i've the whole time i'm reading i'm like god i should I forgot how good it was, so mm-hmm. super solid. And then in terms of fucking audiobooks, I listened to The Gunslinger by Stephen King. <sighs> Jake, I, Jake. I gave it like a 5 out of 10. I wasn't, I wasn't too into it. It never really seemed to go very far. There are other worlds than these. Yeah, so apparently there's a whole series of them. I don't even know if I'll pick up another one, but I might if the library has it and I run out of shit. They're fine. There's... Steving the gunslinger is like the shortest one, uh, so I think it's more characters. It's like eleven hours or twelve hours, so yeah, and a half maybe. It but. picks up. It's got some, it's got its highs and its lows, but yeah. it's pretty good overall. It's pretty much just following this bro if the whole want. time, and then when he finally catches him, like there's a little twist, like, eh. and he's like killing women and children along the way, mm-hmm. and I don't know. So it was it was interesting, man. I didn't think it was great. Yeah. And then, it's the ultimate series for length, because I think that first one was written in, like, 79. Oh, and he, he didn't finish it until, like, 2004. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so it's a real GRRM situation. Yeah. So, and then took- lastly, in terms of what I've been listening to, currently I'm listening to When Gravity Fails, which I fucking don't have the author here at the moment. But mm-hmm. it's like a sort of pseudo-sci-fi in the future takes place in the Budain and it's like this whole like Muslim area, the mm-hmm. city in must be in the Middle East. And it just follows this dude who like they live in this like real trashy like the Budain is like the red light district to the mm-hmm. extreme. 
and like most of the women were born as men there's a lot of sex changes mm. and go uh there's like a murderer so he's kind of he's not an investigator but he ends up having to track down this murderer and he's just some kind of not really even a badass he's just a dude like, <laughs> so, but there's all kinds of like different technology that you can tweak into your brain and he's a super drug addict so he's always fucked up on something but anyways it the story's I've tried listening to it twice before and just couldn't get into it. But this time, I think I must have got it from you because there's three books in a series. Mm-hmm. So it's. I'm, it doesn't ring a bell to me, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't fucking know where I got it then, but. <laughs> Either way, it's worth listening to. It's pretty interesting. Also, also you pick up a lot of, like, uh, Muslim phrases and shit. Like, inshallah. Uh, nice. there's, there's a handful of phrases they it's keep. giving you, using. like, a little Dune esque feel to it. <laughs> yeah, like, futuristic Dune in a real fucked up situation. So, the. Author is George Alec Effinger, but uh, definitely check it out if you're into pseudo sci-fi. Just kind of a different story, and it doesn't really strike me as similar to anything else I've heard. So I think that's what finally piqued my interest in it. Mm-hmm. So, Good deal. When gravity fails, what have you been uh, listening to or reading, buddy? Well, I was slogging through quite a few mediocre. <laughs> Books, novels, not worth mentioning. But then I finally read, this is on ebook, Revelation Space by Alistair Reynolds, okay. who is a, I don't know why it took this long for me to read him, but he's a pretty prolific guy, and he writes quite a bit of sci-fi stuff. He's actually like a European space agency, like astrophysicist that quit to like write books. So, the, <laughs> so it's a sci-fi story, and um yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm not going to say too much about it, but it kind of it's in the Hyperion vibe of things with the technology and everything's like crazy mm. with like nanobots and <laughs> okay. like biological engineering and there's like you know the the space fair. And one thing that's different is there's no um, in Hyperion they have like the portal technology. Yeah. So this is you know there's no everything's based off real physics. So the fastest ships can just Go almost. They call them light huggers. Mm-hmm. They almost go the speed of light, nine, but they nine, can't quite. Point nine. So it still takes them like ten or fifteen years to like get from planet to planet. Sure. And so like the the people on those starships are always like way more advanced than everybody else. Because they're constantly teching. Yeah, civilization keeps teching while they're constantly teching out, and they're they're kind of like the uh, who are like the uh, the crazy like space nomads in Hyperion that they're always fighting against. Starts with like an O, I think. But they're basically like those people. They're like eight feet tall with like crazy bionics and stuff like that. And they can just do whatever. But there's so much plot in this book, like stuff that would take like an entire book to reveal. So, like, there's a point where there's like alien artifacts and there's these like space time that's been curved in on itself, kind of like a black hole. And nobody can get close. And so, like, in a different book, that would be, like, the entire story. You'd find out at the end, like, what those actually are. So it's kind of set up like that. But then within, like, maybe the first 10 or 15%, you find out what that is. And then, like, you move <laughs> on to stuff. So it's, like, probably, like, an entire series worth of, like, interesting plots and ideas that Keep are... dropping bombs on Yeah, you. it's just constantly dropping bombs. And you're like, holy shit. Like, wow, that's awesome. And so, like, it from start to finish... Like, it's just like that, and there's always, like, holy shit moments, and everything's set up for a reason, and you can kind of try to guess, you know, what's going to happen next, but, okay. like, the book is, like, 
you can try to be like one step ahead of the characters, but like the book <laughs> is always two steps ahead of you because it just keeps dropping so many crazy bombs like that. All right. So it was, it was really good. It's part of a longer series that are the books are like loosely interconnected. I don't think like some some are part of like an overall arc, and then some are just like side stories. And there's six or seven in those. So I'm reading. I'm actually listening to that second one on audio to try to motivate me to do a little painting what was the name of the first one revelation space by alistair based on how you described it yeah alistair reynolds so yeah it's good it's a fucking good good sci-fi book if you like the hyperion shit okay you should like this (laughs) but yeah man pick it up all right. I've been obsessing ever since work opened up YouTube. <laughs> it's been kind of a curse because I've been obsessing over watching these walkthroughs, playthroughs of video games. It's either uh. it's always either Total War, Warhammer, or Civilization. <laughs> so I got dragged into and was just like I would stay at work late just to listen to and like shit and work like doing work and kind of glancing at this once in a while of a fucking like fifty eight episode half hour to an hour long of a guy playing through total war warhammers the bretonians <laughs> what? and I was, I was just fucking hooked on it and then so i'm right now i'm hooked on a on this uh, this awesome dude who does these walkthroughs of deity level civ six mm-hmm. so but like the total war shit is so fucking epic man the warhammer stuff if you're fucking bored or somehow you have time just to like sit and do something while that's going on like the Total War video game brings the fucking old world alive like you wouldn't believe. It's fucking awesome, dude. Like, you know, like when he zooms in on the battles, like there's all this little cool shit going on. Mm-hmm. And just just like the character that they give to all the races and the people. It's so fucking immersive. It's really cool. Like I'm I'm well impressed with what they did there. And this is I think it's just, it brings the old world like back to life. Mm-hmm. Even though it's supposed to be dead. <laughs> it's not. It lives on it's in not. Total War. <laughs> And it's, it's so fucking good. So I've been obsessed with that. And then I've been watching this other, this dude, I think it's like Flory is his name, but he's a Dutch fella and he does Civ Six deity walkthroughs. And mm-hmm. he just sits there cursing and being stupid and saying quasi-racist shit <laughs> and smoking cigarettes as he does his walkthroughs. Like, he doesn't get any hits relative to some of the big players in it. But I'm like, God, like he's just so good at the fucking game and he's hilarious yeah. sometimes. And he's just sitting there smoking cigs inside of his house, which you never see anymore. <laughs> That's part of the novelty. So if only you'd start getting drunk, it'd probably be like the perfect show for uh-huh. him. But he's like, I don't know. If, if you're bored and you're into a video game or you have some curiosity because there's a couple of new games that have been coming out. Mm-hmm. Like I think Divinity 2 is one of them. I've been thinking about picking up but not wanting to commit all my life to something like that so <laughs> then you could just watch a little bit of it and see if it really piques your interest or not mm-hmm. so i highly recommend some fucking youtube video game walkthroughs if if you do a job like me where you literally sit in front of a computer with three monitors up all day i just have youtube going on one of them so like my boss so people can walk by they can see the yeah the, yeah, the battles are going like on to the side uh-huh. So it's not like I'm looking at it. I can turn my head or whatever, but it's not like I'm just staring at it all day. Uh-huh. But yeah, so it's it's and my I switched teams in a week again, and my new boss came over and just kept like staring at it. I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> he didn't say anything, so he must not care. But <laughs> it's just background noise too, because there's so much bullshit yeah. going on in the office. So, anyways, oh, do deal. some of that if you're interested, because I find it most enjoyable and addictive. Mm-hmm. I'm putting in overtime now. <laughs> OT. 
What do you got, Get buddy? Set up. We've been obsessing office. over. Uh, I've been watching the show on Amazon Prime. If you have that, mm-hmm. I think it's only on Amazon Prime. It's called Comrade Detective. Okay. And the original Comrade Detective was a show on Romania, like in the eighties. It was like I think it's like just six episodes, but it was like a national hit. And then some Hollywood guys. It kind of has like a cult status, the way that it portrays the West and stuff. Sure. It's basically the same thing that we do to them, <laughs> <laughs> but just on the opposite <laughs> foot. So um, some Hollywood guys got it, and then they like remastered it, and then it's completely dubbed over with like modern actors. So like Channing Tatum is the main guy, and then like Nick Offerman is the police chief and okay. stuff. But yeah, it's re- <laughs> it's really good. So, like, just that it just has blatant propaganda. Like, it's a cop show, and then it'll just, like, have a little breakdown where it talks about you can't listen to the Western radio because it's going to indoctrinate you and stuff like that. And then, so, like, the one guy seducing this chick at the embassy, and he's like, oh, do you miss America? And she's like, yeah, I do, but, you know, there's a lot of crime and, you know, a lot of AIDS. Everybody has AIDS, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I do miss it. So, like, just stuff like that. And yeah. then they're, like, at a fancy restaurant, and she's like, mm, I just can't get enough of this navy bean and ham hock soup. <laughs> so, like, it's just, like, talking up Romanian stuff, like, all the time, and then, yeah. like, just ripping on stuff from the West. <laughs> and then they're... <laughs> so the dude's partner gets killed by some some guy and they're kind of investigating it but he has like a Ronald Reagan mask that he wears all the time <laughs> and then they're like smuggling Monopoly board games so they have to like figure out what those are and then when he's getting the explanation of it and stuff is really funny he's like you're telling me the point of this game is to throw your fellow man out onto the street <laughs> it's like this is what kids are playing <laughs> So just like stuff like that worked out. And then that show itself is, is pretty funny, entertaining. Uh, but with the dubs and everything, I think it's well well worth a watch. Okay. So it was just six episodes. So I think I'm at episode four out of six, but it's pretty hilarious, crazy plot points in addition oh, yeah. to all the propaganda stuff. <laughs> so anyways, you got uh, some tunes here, John? Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. I was in Madison. I saw Shaky Graves play. So I'm going to play a couple Shaky Graves tunes. I probably played it before, but it's been a while. So, dude's got the best real name Alejandro Rose Garcia. Oh, it does roll off <laughs> yeah. the tongue. I'm like, ooh, man, it that's a fucking name. Rose of the tongue, John. Yeah. He, uh, he's really fucking awesome, dude. I'm going to play this first tune. is called Dearly Departed. It's off the And the War Came album. Strange. I used to buy, I used to moan, 
some shaky graves oh oh right. it's been a while since we recorded <laughs> it sure has i'm gonna try and keep us on a three-week schedule from now on well, so we'll see how successful you are yeah i'm just gonna start scheduling the next one when we schedule <laughs> when we schedule one so mm-hmm. hopefully we can keep this shit more steady roger that what do you got for a point hammered history dude well i mentioned i had a big wedding weekend earlier and my buddy I was standing up in, he was getting married at the alumni room at the university, which I didn't really know much about that room. <laughs> but when I went into the room, I was instantly brought back to the tournament I ran at Point Con, the very second one, because it was run in that very same room <laughs> all those years ago. So I figured out that was in 2004. <laughs> I ran my second Warhammer tournament, and it was looking like eight people were going to show. Uh, but then Sean Lukey and <laughs> a little buddy of his showed up at the last moment to make it an even 10. And that would be the first tournament that you participated in, John, mm. that, that I ran, as you missed the first one. <laughs> I, don't, I think I was – I don't remember what happened. I'm sure it was alcohol-related. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so I got to thinking back to the the small beginnings so that was a you know the big two day tournaments that I ran before Wapaka started out with as this mm. so the, you know this is kind of like Paca's beginnings as a 10 man it was going to be an 8 man tournament turned into 10 and yeah I remember having to provide all the terrain and everything for that that was kind of an issue I remember 
that I was had like a loose narrative for it about Lustria and stuff <laughs> like that because I always played lizard men. And I remember I was in some shitty housing, and in the basement I was building like this big volcano that I was just going <laughs> to build. This is a big terrain piece, kind of like a precursor to the pack of stuff. And then I remember probably spending like 10 or 15 hours on it. And then like, it's like the week before the tournament and I had a lot of shit to do. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like building this volcano here for no reason. <laughs> so <laughs> never, never saw the light of day, my glorious volcano. But, um, I think, I don't know. Do you remember how you did, John? Did, no. did you win? I don't know. I probably took best painted. <laughs> you, well, maybe, could, uh, you were up against John Lukey. I could pull the up the, so you had two Kings or something from, from my old website and see. <laughs> oh yeah. Your list of uh, achievements and stuff. I would have had dwarves back. Then. Yeah. Maybe you did. Cause I think he won overall. So that would have freed up best painted for, for sure. Let's see. It's the only other competition. Karak Einherjar Awards listing. Oh, yeah. So that would have been Time of the Dwarves. Spring of 2004. Does that sound... Oh, this is in Madison. No, my first three awards. My first point one was the Point Winter Tournament, January 8th, 2005, where I took Best Painted. Mm, so that would have been... I think the ones that Conzi won. I think the third one. That one, I think, got pretty yeah. big in the mid-20s, but... <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so yeah that would have been 13 years ago John yeah I was just thinking that we've been podcasting since May of 2009 is when we first recorded eight. so that was five years before that even yeah that's fucking eight years of podcasting mm-hmm. what the fuck's wrong with us I don't know we must be mentally deficient <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with our brains for sure <laughs> keep putting ourselves through this so that's it that's all I have to say about that alright well I got a podcast to talk about this podcast is called DLC okay downloadable if content if you're, into, if you're into the video gaming it's yeah downloadable content sounds like a clever name so it's they just talk about video games but they don't just sit there and talk about like the play or review them or anything it's it's pretty interesting because it's a bunch of smart dudes. One of them is an attorney or an ex-attorney. Mm-hmm. And they go into all kinds of fucking different aspects of video gaming. And apparently some company just tried to crack down on one of the big YouTubers by saying it's, it's a copyright infringement that he's using their um, uh, IP yeah. effectively on his videos to make money. That's, his, that's what he does for work. He just makes videos. Mm-hmm. But the guy is, sounds like a real piece of shit. Like he's... He says race like legit yeah. racist shit and just acts like a fucking asshole and gets a lot of negative shit from the community, but yet still has a ton of watchers. I, I wasn't even familiar with the guy, um, but anyway, so the video game company like sent him a cease and desist letter and all this. So then so they, they talked about all the, the legal aspects yeah, of associated it. with that, yeah, yeah. Like our music and our video game footage and whatnot, and that's his whole fucking job. So. Um, so yeah, they talk like every episode. There's like a little legal section where he talks about the legal aspect. Yeah, it's it's really well done. It's it's interesting if you're into video gaming. And they talk about all kinds of fucking different games and platforms and shit. So it's it's pretty pretty cool. And then they'll just throw out thoughts on like the you know the SNES releases and shit like that that have been going mm-hmm. on, or that went on last year or whatever it was. So. If you're into video games and you have that interest, definitely check out DLC. That's a fucking Hastings recommendation on a podcast. Nice. Glad. Glad for it, John. <laughs> I've got a useful hobby product. 
This is what the agenda says that I have to have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, for uh, Wapaka, got a big announcement. We're going to be moving to mats, John. It's happening here. Oh, I like the fucking mats, dude. Yeah, through years of hauling, giant. I don't know. How much do you think of four by six? The plywood's <laughs> way too much. Yeah. Um, so we've been hauling those bastards for years, and after Raj Podge, it kind of yeah. reinforced that I didn't want to be hauling around because I just have four by fours for my infinity stuff. But even that was mm. too much to fit all that shit and. You know, it's like multiple car loads yeah. to haul that stuff around. You got to make <laughs> it. So we're going to be biting the bullet. So I, we're going to be transitioning here. So not too many this year. I think we're going to get 12 okay. four by sixes, and then I'm going to have some personal infinity four by fours. But I picked up a vinyl one so far just to, just to check it out, see if I want to go that route, which – yeah, those ones are kind of mad. Uh, the ones at Midwest Meltdown. Yeah, I think you want to go like for that the, the, the mouse pad yeah. ma- material. They so. were fucking awesome. Like they look great. They're easy to roll up and store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck the day of the four by eight. What's Bear gonna do with all those four by eights then? Uh, I don't know. We'll probably burn them. <laughs> Start at some point. Off. <laughs> well, I won't. I can't imagine there'd be much value interest. or interest there. But the downside is like. You can't make those epic tables you used to make. You know? No, you can make epic tables. Not the same. Not well, like it's, a, where there's it's a, the stuff on it. John. A fucking six inch fucking yeah. river valley in the middle, <laughs> and then there's like a hold the whole end of it no. is like stepped up. And, yeah, the mats have the plus side of being actually playable as well, so it's always good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when it comes to those tables, <laughs> so. Yeah, we're uh, looking at the mouse pad materials. I like. I think Frontline Gaming's. We're we're gonna get this first batch of stuff. Okay, but yeah, seems cool so far. I'll report back as I pick up some more. But the one vinyl one I had was okay. But seems like if you get the mouse pad stuff, it's only like twenty or thirty more bucks mm. to upgrade to that. So there's no reason not to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> I don't know. You got a. Next up on the agenda here, John. What do we got? It says Johnny's sex toy. <laughs> I do have one I want to talk about here. Okay. I, I'm not sure how I happened upon this, but it's called the Drill Doe. Whoa! <laughs> and it's a fitting for your fucking hand drill, like your standard DeWalt hand drill, whatever you have. Okay. <laughs> Hitachi DeWalt that effectively lets you fucking hook a dildo up to your drill, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like if you're using, you got to see these pictures here. Like I can't really turn two thousand RPMs. Turn the laptop, (laughs) given our situation here. But I mean, they also make some of these for reciprocating saws. But we'll let that go. So it's just this this here fitting, and then (laughs) apparently this guy killed someone with one. Oh my god! You could definitely. So think about like. You got to keep your lube flowing. <laughs> you're going to generate some real friction. Yeah. You're wherever gonna, you're sticking that thing. It's going to get some heat. <laughs> you know, fuck around with a drill, though, man. Yeah, it sounds like a more like a murder device where that's just really embarrassing to be killed by it. <laughs> Apparently, they have this vacuolock technology for dildos, which must be a strap-on thing. But they've now, this is what they've converted over to work with your drill. <laughs> oh my so the God. dildo doesn't fucking come loose or wiggle around. It's solid once you put it on this little plug uh-huh. thing. And you can just, there's a fucking, there's like a six inch version of the drill though, the 12 inch version. Uh-huh. Do they have like little tiny ones that you can stick on the end of your Dremel? 
<laughs> your <laughs> your pin vice, <laughs> your little your little hand, That's your like, Warhammer hand vice. If it, it's a little like mouse pecker. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see work, that work the angles, man. So I don't know if anybody has any experience with a Drogo. <laughs> I'd be curious to hear how that went. <laughs> be curious to hear your tales. Some things I see and they instantly seem like a great idea. And sometimes I see them and I'm like, that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to hook it up to your drill and then you're going to have to show your wife or your husband, whatever. And then it's, it's going to go, and they're going to see it spinning around at hundreds of rotations per minute. And they'll be like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, I don't know. Maybe if you got a really tight butthole and you need a little something to drill <laughs> drill through it to help you out. This will just help it fucking work its way in there. You could go straight to the fucking Ram Boner <laughs> from zero to Ram Boner. Oh, boy. Okay. Interesting. How how much are these uh, babies running? Any, yeah, any, any more than a regular dildo? Well, first you got to buy the Drildo attachment. Yeah. And if you do this, you can click through our site and buy it on Amazon <laughs> for $25 yeah. plus 467 shipping. And you could have it if you bought it today as soon as October 11th. So, oh, my. <laughs> with the fucking standard shipping. Oh, wow. <laughs> this kind of sounds like the thing, the kind of thing that you have to sign a waiver or a hold harmless agreement in order to purchase it. Uh, if, if this company was wise. Probably pretty fair. I was I was almost going to talk about this dildo called the Cannon today, which is like it, it's. It, I'm just imagining like a really big pee hole that it's shoots about stuff, like 12 inch diameter. Oh my god! <laughs> and maybe the length of three soda cans tall. It's a fucking. It's only That's Rogers big. could fit this in his keister. <laughs> <laughs> That's big. Yeah, it almost sounds maybe, like a punching bag. Maybe next time we'll talk about <laughs> the Cannon. <laughs> I should just. Get get this list. I found this list of the world's most disturbing sex toys, and we should talk about each one and whether it'd be fun or not. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, it, yeah, I have to say the drill dough doesn't sound that fun for actual sex acts, but it would be fun chasing around maybe <laughs> your kids or your wife or something with the drill dough. <laughs> Go back here, you little <laughs> you little <laughs> rascal, chasing your kid around with the fucking drill dough. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Check out the drill though if yeah. you're bored at work or whatever. It could be like the equivalent <laughs> of like the spoon when you're like a kid, <laughs> where you're always threatened with the spoon. <laughs> I'm gonna get so your drill I'm though. I'm gonna woman. get the drill though out. You keep fucking you keep, <laughs> keep talking like that. I'll get the drill though out, and then like, you gotta go get it. That's like the the ultimate when, when they when the drawers open. Then you know you gotta be. You got to shape up. <laughs> you open the drawer, you find that they broke it, so it wouldn't. <laughs> we used to break the spoons on my mom so she couldn't fucking beat it. Uh, <laughs> any of the wooden spoons we would just break, and then the plastic ones you just bend them really well, so they didn't have any fucking strength left. There's never any proper spoons on the Hastings household. No. Well, plus, like, do you want to use the spoon that's been fucking tagged against the kid's ass a hundred times? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> we, we had a dishwasher, but I'm sure there was no sanitization feature yeah. back then. <laughs> Dishwashing of the late 80s. All right. Well, I don't think there's any more Warhammer talk after this. Well, maybe. I've been doing a lot of eBay selling, which okay. includes a bunch of Warhammer. How's that been going? Pretty... 
Meh. eBay is kind of shit these days. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I sold some stuff as well. Sold off the old uh, the wild Skaven. What the painted ones? Yeah, is that what went to Thailand? Uh no. Oh. Uh, they actually went to Minnesota, so maybe you'll see them again. What'd you get point. for those? Oh, uh, just two hundred bucks. For how many? Uh, probably like one hundred fifty to two hundred. <sighs> All painted, huh? Jeez. Yeah. What are you gonna do, right? Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Obviously, the amount of hours I put in be properly recompensated we'd have to be in the 10 to twenty thousand dollar range <laughs> it's a real like reichland ogre situation mm. but uh yeah glad glad they could find a home so it wasn't anything i was gonna ever gonna be doing with those things so yeah kept kept the grace here yeah he's you know, pretty cool yeah he's, he's pretty badass mm. he's so if you are inspiration ebay shopping you click through the point hammered support page Mm-hmm. Let's wet these beaks. Help me fund some tattoo removal here. <laughs> Followed by some some cover ups and whatnot. Um, that'd be appreciated. <laughs> and what else do we have? Uh, ting, ting. still loving Ting, dude. Yeah, baby. Trying to convince one of my coworkers to, to switch. Still, he always talks about it, but he's yeah. I'm trying to convince my buddy Eric. Yeah. I went through. I calculated since I switched. If I had remained with Sprint this entire time, mm-hmm. um, I would have been about $3,100 poorer Jesus, over the poorer. last three and a half years. Yeah, I should do the same. It's about 50 bucks a month. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, even with the data, you're still saving 40 50 bucks. Easily. My bill is 33 bucks a month, thirty-three fifty-nine or something. Mm-hmm. I'm running, I'm on running. Sprint, it was 90 So Yeah, mine was 90 with Sprint. Same exact fucking service. Went down to 14 well, there you fucking go. There you fucking go. How you're, many models? You're a moron if you don't fucking switch. <laughs> if you don't switch, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> we'll be back at you hopefully in three weeks from today. All right. Get on a steady schedule of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. I should make, we should make a proclamation. I feel like I should proclaim something. What, what are you going to proclaim? I want to proclaim I'll have a stone horn done. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's fuck feels pretty far-fetched, right? Those are proclamations were a time mm. of an age gone by, John. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. I, have I ever completed one proclamation of what I'm going to get done? <laughs> Definitely not. No. Unless it's for a try to avoid all proclamations. I always met my tournament point. deadlines. Mm-hmm. I should have needed it done for Holy Havoc because then I would have been done. Mm-hmm. It just... With a thousand points, you're trying to do up a list for ogres. You're fucking hard pressed, man. You got to meet battle line requirements. Don't go far, huh? Yeah. So, what do you do? I got to rebase the fucking beasties. Get That's them in on the be action on the list here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Suck yeah. Us. That's my bees. Suck my balls. Wait, we're gonna go out with some more shaky graves. By the way, <laughs> BTW. This is also from "And the War Came." This tune is called "The Pansy Waltz." Season on a single Lord, what must his family think? And you must be getting his feathers wet. Well, she always seems to be the top until she drops you like a rock. Well, you should have been a better friend to him. 
Well, I dusted all the bones out of my yard I fixed the screen door, raised the barn But still you call me from the moon Every single afternoon Tell me all about the astronauts you come to love And how the earth looks from above And how I should have been a better friend to you But I never seen life as treasure for fine I've read the news, abused the booze And often wondered why My smile remains the thinking pains The average passerby Oh, they'll sink like stones Into their homes away from teeth like mine Like mine. 